Episode 218 is this one. Feeling good and being happy is what we're told to strive for from a very young age in life. We're even told, do what makes you happy whenever given a choice about virtually anything. But what if I told you the myth of always feeling good and being happy is the exact thing causing your health and really any goal you have to fall apart and not be followed through on? I think modern feel-good culture has really let us down and made us soft. But interestingly, it's not about hardening up or being strong. It's about, well, you better listen to the episode to find out. (laughs) So let's do that. Let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? In 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. So today I want to talk about, on this Coaching with Maddie episode, I want to talk about the pursuit of feeling good uh, and why I think that it's actually problematic for your health journey. So one of the consequences of this world that we are in right now, which in in the Western world is very much a world of wrapping people up in cotton wool uh, and making sure that everybody feels okay and nobody gets offended and social media perpetuates this bullshit as well, uh, where you can't say anything that you're, you know, you know, you might offend somebody or you might, you know, somebody's feelings might get hurt if you do something or say something or put something in the wrong place or whatever it might be. One of the consequences of that is that we're always making people feel good. And when we do that, uh, uh, resilience goes down and strength goes down. It's a byproduct of not using the muscle. It's just like if you don't work out your left bicep at the gym, but you do your right, then guess what? The left bicep gets smaller and then you look a bit weird. <laughs> That's what's going on right now in the world we live in when it comes to feeling good in this pursuit of always being like, oh, I want to feel warm and fuzzy and safe and okay and all of those things. And so if you think about it, actually, literally everything that we do, actually, literally, that makes makes a lot of sense. Everything we do is in the pursuit of feeling good, especially in the year that we're in right now, this modern age. If you think about it, you go to work, that's in the pursuit of creating a future that feels better uh, or, or fulfilling a purpose which gives you a good feeling. And that future that you might want to create might be a retirement that's really good or earning enough money to feel good on the weekend when you're doing activities with your friends or fulfilling your hobbies. Um, so you work like a motherfucker in order to produce a life where you feel better. Uh, and if you're very lucky and part of the very small percentage, then you're someone that actually feels good for going to work, which is fantastic. I'm jealous. (laughs) Um, Staying up late is another thing. We all stay up late because we're in the pursuit of feeling good. Feeling good. Like, right? We, we want to stay up to be like, oh, I, want, I don't want to miss out on the thing. I don't want to have a fear of missing out. The FOMO's coming up. I want to watch an extra episode of Netflix. That's another thing we do to feel good because it fulfills us. We want to stay there and be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, my God. I learned the thing. I discovered what happened. All, all about feeling good. We're not thinking about anything long-term in that because we know when we wake up tomorrow, we're not going to feel good. We're not going to feel good. We're going to feel a bit sluggish. We're going to feel a bit slow. But we're so grounded in the present uh, attention 
attention-seeking whatever it is, Netflix, social media, uh, whatever's in front of your face stealing your attention, uh, that we're totally distracted from what's really happening to our body and our life experience in that moment, which is that we're stealing time and energy from the future because we're desperately in the pursuit of feeling good in the present moment. Whether it be eating ice cream, chocolate, cookies, any type of food, again, usually in the pursuit of feeling good. Uh, I, as you know, work with people on emotional eating. And so with most people, they're pursuing a feeling of nurture, love, connection, safety, or calming their stress response. If you're someone that um, stress eats, the main thing that you're trying to do usually is to calm that stress response so you put your body back into a state where it cannot detect danger in the environment so you feel safe, right? Uh, Because our stress response is usually triggered by not feeling safe. A normal part of life. However, the modern world would make you think that stress is the worst thing ever. Um, However, we don't know how to deal with it because we're constantly in pursuit of trying to feel good. (laughs) I'm going to bring this around. It'll all make sense in a second. The reality is that for most of human history, we were not being sold into this world of dopamine addiction. And what I mean by that is shit that makes us feel good. Social media companies spend millions of dollars, actually it's probably in the billions of dollars, optimizing their platforms for you to want to go back in an addictive behavior pattern, just like a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, in order to keep using their apps. To How many times a day do you open your phone? That's because you're, again, in the pursuit of seeking something that feels good. It might not feel like winning the lottery or it might not feel like biting into a chocolate cake, but it's a micro hit of dopamine, of feel-good hormones, for you, for just enough for you to go back and back and back because you're not fulfilled, right? And so then we then add in this environment where we've got, you know, everybody gets a trophy because we tried really hard and we've got to reward little Jimmy because he's shit, but actually we've got to reward him for trying. And, you know, the reality of that world is that, again, the resilience muscle doesn't get exercised. And so when it comes to you and your health goals, what happens is that there's fucking hard work to do. There's shit to do. Um, and it's uncomfortable. And because it doesn't all feel good and every, everything else in our life is in pursuit of feeling good, we give up really easily. So what we actually need to do is we actually need to start practicing what we've done for most of human history, which is that most of our time is spent in nothingness. It's spent in nothingness or contentment or a space where there's no emotional attachment to the story of what's happening right now. There's just an understanding that this is life and this is part of what needs to happen. There's no good, there's no bad, there's no judgment. It just is. And the way that we practice that is through grounding ourselves in the present moment. And we do that with with techniques like meditation, yoga, breath work, journaling. These are all really good ways for you to start practicing grounding yourself in the present moment. And, And in the beginning, it won't feel this way. But the goal is that it will slowly desensitize your ego to the emotion of the thoughts that come up. That's one of the brilliant things about these practices is that you'll, in the beginning, a thought will come up and you might get angry or a thought, thought, another thought will come up, you'll get happy um, or you'll be nostalgic or you'll be triggered. And then over time, you'll, because you're starting to spend so much time being present and calm and attentive to what's going on in your mind and what you're experiencing in the present moment, what actually begins to happen is you start to detach those stories and, and those stories that produce a feeling within your body. Because again, often when we feel dissatisfaction or unhappiness or triggered or whatever it is, we're trying to get away. We're instantly run away to a happy feeling. Quick, 
go get the ice cream, make me feel better. Quick, I need this. Quick, I need this. I want to watch Netflix. I want to pick up my phone. I want to feel better because the discomfort is so horrible, right? So as we start to unattach ourselves from these stories, uh, then we start to realize that we are attaching the feeling and the meaning to the story. It's not happening to us. We are happening to it, right? And that gives us the power to disconnect. So then a thought comes up and we're just like, oh, that's interesting. Do I want to feel good about that? Do I want to feel bad about that? Do I actually want to pack that away in the back of my memory and choose not to engage with it right now because it's not going to be helpful or it's going to trigger a cascade where we fall down the rabbit hole and we end up three weeks from now realizing that we've been on a sugar binge for three weeks or we realize that 2 a.m. that we've been uh, you know, deep in Netflix consuming stuff, distracting our mind in the pursuit of feeling better to quell that experience of stress and negativity. So we want to start practicing being in the present moment because if we're always in the pursuit of feeling good about everything, it's never going to work because a lot of the work that needs to be done is just that. It's work. (laughs) It's hard work. It's grit. It's effort. It's intention. And the important thing is that even though a lot of that is uncomfortable, the more we practice the stopping the pursuit of being happy all the time or feeling good, in the other direction, we have an equal experience, which is that we also take away a little bit of the suffering that the work takes. It's, it's less suffering, it's less painful, it's less uncomfortable because, again, we're not attaching a story to it, right? It's just an experience that our physical body and emotional body is going through and we're making a decision, a conscious decision on behalf of our ego to not attach ourselves to the pursuit of feeling good or the pursuit of feeling sad, stressed or negative because plenty of people are addicted to their own negative bullshit and there's, that's, there's no buttering that up in any nice way. That's the truth, right? Uh, That's why these practices are so important. If you're someone that's stuck in a rut, been repeating the same situations over and over and over and over again, can't stick to a diet over and over and over again, um, dating the same people, been divorced multiple times, relationships fall apart for the same reason. These practices are really important because we want to start unattaching our ego from these stories. Um, And the the idea too is that when you have an emotional reaction, you're actually able to hit the brakes. And this is what I work with uh, on clients too, is that when that comes up, we're actually able to see a fork in the road where we're like, oh, the thing in front of me is happening. Do I go left? Do I go right? Here's one that I use that could be really really useful for you or put it into an explanation that makes sense. So I might be at the gym. Um, stacking weights or running on the treadmill and I'm really huffing and puffing and I can feel my ego start to be like, oh shit, I'm stuffed. Like, oh, this is, this is hard. This is, or that hurts or that niggle hurts. And then I'm like, hang on. Then my more mature meditative brain comes in and says, hang on, Maddie, what is, what is weakness? What is pain? What is suffering? And simply those questions of objectifying my ego allow me to take away the meaning. Because I'm like, yeah, what is pain? And I actually started doing this when I had appendicitis as a teenager. And I remember being hurt and in so much pain and not being able to get away from it and asking myself, what is pain? And even then it worked at the age of 13 with no wisdom, no guidance, no suggestion. That's just how it unfolded. And objectifying it like that into like just asking a question, what is it all about? My ego started to write a different story, which is pain is whatever I make it, right? Weakness is whatever I believe it to be. And so every single time I get to that place where my ego is telling me it hurts, uh, whether it be emotions, whether it be the gym, whether it be depression, whether it be food, 
then it puts me back in the driver's seat to be able to like, all right, what story am I going to attach to this in this present moment? Because that story will allow the next steps to be either helpful or unhelpful. So another coaching with Maddie session today. We want to start getting rid of the idea that we always have to feel good every time anything happens because the work is the work. So begin practices that I've mentioned here today in order for you to start unattaching your ego from the story of feeling good or feeling bad. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend, share it on your social media, give me a tag, do all of the podcasty things that we like to do. Uh, and otherwise, I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.